Oh, man. Quarantine and economic collapse means there's no reason to do anything but sit here masturbating to weird hentai with a sack of medical weed. James, it's me from the future. Shit. You must vote. The future depends on it. Oh, all the presidential candidates suck. All? There's two. I was thinking of voting Green Party. Ooh, or maybe writing in Keanu Reeves. He seems cool. No! You must vote for the least bad candidate, or the world will topple into fascism, plague, and environmental collapse. Uh... What? Dude, you're like four years too late at least? Wait, shit, what year is it? 2020. Oh. Oh. Fuck me. What year were you shooting for? Two thousand? Two thousand? The last twenty years have been a dystopian nightmare mistake? I mean, it tracks, right? Damn right it tracks! Well, what are you waiting for? Get back there! But... What? Aren't you afraid of being erased? Everything you are or were dissolving back into probability. I'm fucking praying for it! All right, all right. I forgot how shitty everyone is in 2020. Woohoo! 2000! Finally away at college? The internet is full of cool, smart people. And a national surplus means there's no reason to do anything but sit here masturbating to weird hentai with a sack of illegal weed. James, it's me from the future! Oh shit, that Salvia hit hard. No! I'm not a figment of your drug-addled mind. I am you. What year is it? 2000? Then I'm not too late! James! You must vote for the president of the, the United States. What other president could you vote for? I vote for lots of stuff. Like yesterday, I voted to have a cheeseburger. That's just buying a cheeseburger. And right now, I vote to get super high. That's just smoking weed. Later. I'll vote into a weird, crusty sock while not thinking about what I look like while I... No, 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 none of that counts. Uh, you're 18! It's your civic duty! A uh, duty to who? The nation? I'm supposed to go take off work to help them figure out which boot to put on my neck? You don't have a job! Still, though. Okay. Okay, all right. Listen, as bad as you think things are right now, they could get much, much worse! Oh, so now you're gonna threaten me! That doesn't inspire me! I'm warning you that America is about to crumble into a forever war hellscape that eventually tips into authoritarianism, pestilence, and famine! Mm, I'm not seeing the movie poster. If you don't vote this election, you'll set off an ecological collapse that spirals out of control until you're telling your kids about sea life the way you learned about fucking dinosaurs. But what am I voting for? Are you kidding me? Cheetos, Cheetos and weed. Oh no. Your prefrontal cortex hasn't developed enough for you to be capable of long-term thinking or compromise. You're nothing but an id, telling itself it's a consciousness. Pretty sure I'm like, the, the chosen one? A savior? A statue material, at The least. chosen one doesn't sit around in his underwear masturbating to reincarnated teen schoolgirl dragon cartoons. Fuck, you're useless. There's only one hope left. I have to go forward. We'll end up in at least a couple forever wars, and Facebook is gonna be a thing, but maybe we can still save the whales! Have you ever tried dipping Cheetos in Cool Whip? It's kind of okay! Fuck you! Ah, 2010. The first black president was elected two years ago. Netflix means I never have to leave the couch again, and the stock market crash means no one asks me what I'm doing with my life.
Nothing to do but sit back, masturbate to reruns of Star Trek, and smoke this medicinal weed I bought illegally. James! It's you from, from the- From the future. Yeah, yeah, I remember you. You must remember to vote in the midterms! Democracy requires constant vigilance! Uh, local politics? They're all corrupt. And also, I have no idea who they are. You must learn! Politics start at the local level! This is your home! Mm, I feel like I'm more visiting this place until I buy my real home in the Swiss Alps. You aren't! But I could be. And that hope is the only thing keeping me from setting fire to random park benches. Don't you see? By neglecting the midterms and local elections, you allow an ever-self-selecting concentration of nutbags and whack-jobs to select your leaders, your laws! Why would you let the human equivalent of an HOA board dictate your Overton window? I know, right? This town is lame. I'll start voting when I'm an adult. You're 28! Right? So, like, I'll vote when I'm 30, or... 35-ish? Uh, for sure before I turn 40. Whenever property taxes apply to me. That's never! You rent till you die! Nah. My grandparents had a beautiful home. You... You get those when you get old, right? No! You don't! Well, by the time I'm old and they've fixed all the problems, they'll be handing them out. I mean, we just elected the first black president. It's only up from here. The entire world economy shit itself like two years ago! Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So? Yes? Elections have consequences! Oh come on, we both know it's all rigged and stupid and meaningless. Who gives a shit? I'm focusing on me. I can control that. No! You're still too fixated on stupid lies about your potential to be desperate enough to try joining a community! It's no use. You're not a real person until you're around 35 and realize you'll never succeed! James! It's you from the- Wait, this is 2020, right? What the- Yes, you just left! Did anything happen to change? How would I fucking know? Sounds the same. Listen, I went back and talked to us, and it turns out people under 30 are worthless assholes during elections. Hey, I voted in 2000 after you visited me. You did? Yeah, for Nader. Eat shit! And then, you know, when that didn't go anywhere, I just sort of unplugged. Voted for Obama the first time because, hey, fuck it, first black president, right? I did that. Bing, bang, boom! Voting done till I'm 60. Listen to me, mid-30s, James. You must vote. You must save the future. Everyone younger than you is too absorbed with their internal biography, and everyone older is a lead-poisoned conspiracy-gobbling whack-job who still watches cable news! On... on television? With commercials! That's not true! That's impossible! If you don't take the keys from your parents, they'll drive us all off a cliff! Think of their taste in food, in music. They're still trying to take credit for music adults made when they were teenagers. And pretending they weren't responsible for hair metal. And it will get worse. As you age, you get more and more terrified of the void and lash out at the young. That's like half of mythology. Imagine that, but with old cokeheads. Well, I'm glad we don't end up that way. Especially us. Do you know what they're trying to push in 2040? Civil rights for artificial intelligence. That's why I invented time travel. So we can genocide the toasters before it's too late. Whoa, nope, no, fuck that. Exactly. I'm so scared of that shit, I keep voting for tax cuts and murder pits. Especially after the damn liberals nominated a cluster hive mind for president. Creeps my shit out. It never ends. Your parents won't save you. But if every shitbag that blew off elections in their 20s gets off their ass and votes in their 30s, your future might still have birds! Ooh, I like birds! Everyone likes fucking birds! Okay. It's time for my generation to take over. Oh, I'm not sure I'm registered. Oh, do you need to have a driver's license to do that? Then register! Do two things! 
two things for the future of humanity! You're right. This isn't a tweet emergency. This is a sweatpants emergency. Maybe even a shower emergency. And remember, audience, it doesn't matter who you vote for. The important thing is to- Fuck that! Vote Democrat! Ew, political! Republicans are dismantling the post office, encouraging vigilantes, and joking about ending elections! I don't even fucking like most Democrats! Vote Democrat! Welcome to Hand to Mouth. We know being broke sucks. We make it suck less. So thank you, everybody, who is checking out the preview sketch that I made uh, here. We're going to be launching the full podcast in October, but because of time being what it is and our having so few weeks before the election, I thought it was important to put out the sketch encouraging people to vote while that was still relevant and they might have a chance to register. So today uh, we're having a special guest, uh, a friend of mine for a long time time, Mr. Tom Pike. I, I've known Tom for almost a decade now. We've worked on a number of crowdfunding campaigns for independent artists throughout the years. Uh, some of that work I'm still very proud of. And over the last few years, uh, Tom has taken his skill set as a writer, a director, and a crowdfunder and applied it to running various local political campaigns and political fundraisers, uh, largely for the Democratic Socialists of America. Is that right, Tom? Or is it just yes. DSA or is it uh, candidates who align with DSA. Uh, my current candidate is a DSA member, and I'm in DSA, and his campaign manager is DSA. My previous candidate was a member of DSA in the 80s, and the candidate before that was endorsed by DSA. So it's a, yeah. So there's a theme. There's a theme. There is a theme. Uh, uh, well, that's great. I, I think that's great for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, uh, obviously, I think uh, politically we probably align on on most things uh, it, so far as that goes. But also uh, the DSA, uh, as I've learned kind of through you, but also just paying attention to the Internet, uh, is – an organization that is more and more involved with local campaigns, local politics, and staying politically active and engaged other than just every four years when we all vote for our favorite mascot, essentially, right? <laughs> Uh, so I want to talk about two different things with you. So the first thing I want to talk about is the next four weeks. Uh, the sketch uh, encourages people to vote. Obviously, I want everyone to vote. You should be voting as soon as you can. Uh, if you're in a place that allows early voting, vote now. Vote when it opens and check your state. I'll put a link in the description that makes it easy, uh, or an easy resource where you can figure out where to register and how to register, all that kind of stuff. You have very little time to get that part done, so do it now. And then vote for, you know, not the end of democracy. I, I, I don't know how pleasant I need to pretend to be about that shit. Come on. Uh, so that's the forest fire. So first, I want to talk about that. What should we be doing for the next four or five weeks other than voting to do what we can so that when our children or whatever asks uh, how we tried to stop it all from burning down, we have an answer other than, I watched a lot of Netflix and felt bad about things and waited for it to be over. Uh, yeah. And then I also do want to talk about after this election, because I think that's yeah. that's a very big issue, too, is that even you know, if we lose the election, uh, then uh, I, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's red dawn. What do you want from me? I, I don't know what we're doing at that point. It's going to be a scramble. It's going to be scary. We'll have a lot to think about, and it'll be ugly. It'll be ugly no matter what. But yeah, even point. if we win, mm -hmm. let's be honest, I think there's a huge portion of us out there that are much more left, much more liberal than the mainstream, somewhat conservative Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And there will be an urge, and I think a good one, to shift the Overton window and push that party to embrace more of what it claims its values are. And that it requires essentially being as active and ferocious and uh, unwavering as the whack job tea partiers were a decade ago. I mean, that, that's, that's the deal, right? It, this is not about voting once and then you get to quit again. This is about voting now and voting in all your local elections so that your school board isn't a bunch of fucking nut jobs, and then voting in midterms, and then voting in the next one so that you slowly drive all these crazy bastards away. So first step, next four weeks, everything's on fire. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I'm stressed out all the time. <laughs> I, I, I'm obviously voting. You know, I'm registered. I'm, I'm in a state that does not allow early voting because it is controlled by the Red Menace. But 
I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to vote. It's going to have, you know, I, I, that's done. Uh, the next step that seems obvious to me is giving money. Uh, where are we there? Is giving money this late in the game relevant? So there's a lot uh, that I want to answer in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, please. I just kind of gave that preamble. But no, now I'm going to give you the stage. Like, what do we do? Four weeks. We got four weeks. So what do we do in those four weeks? What should yeah. we be doing? I love that the world being on fire is now a literal statement and not like a metaphor. Um, and the, I, I love that I'm the radical because I think it shouldn't be like they and they call me all you know all kinds of names and you know Green New Deal is so impractical. You know I think uh, the West Coast burning down is impractical. I think that's bad for the economy. Um, I just deeply distrust anyone that talks about practicality or points towards historical precedent as their justification for not trying. It's lazy yeah. at best. Yes. And, um, uh, and, 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 and I'm going to only do one little bit of gloom here. And then from here on out, I'm going to be talking about things we could do. But um, what – what I'm getting uh, from you, like energy wise, and probably from a lot of people that are um, going to end up listening to this is that people want me to tell them things are going to be okay. And I don't fucking know. Um, oh, I can, no, I think it's not yeah. going to be okay. In fact, I, I think <laughs> yeah. no matter what, it won't be okay. But please, yeah, share, because I think that's realistic. Absolutely. No, no matter what, you cannot go back to brunch on November 4th this year. Um, in fact, the election won't even be over then. There will be a runoff for Senate in Georgia that will be winnable, a runoff in Louisiana that is less winnable. But you don't fucking ever concede ground without a fight, in my opinion. So um, no, there will why would be, you let yeah. them avoid a war on two fronts when you could give yeah. them a war on two fronts? Yeah. So that's just game yeah. theory. So the election isn't even over then, um, uh, which is probably the worst possible sentence that anybody could hear right now. But it's actually a huge opportunity because anytime there's like a special election and an off year, like sometimes the bad guys don't pay attention to it. And um, like, uh, I mean, you're in Alabama now, right? I am. That's yeah, got, that's how we got a Democrat elected to Senate in Alabama. That it was like a perfect storm of circumstances where he was a um, he was a really good campaigner. Um, and the guy he was running against was kind of a pedophile, <laughs> literally a pedophile, um, and terrible in a bunch of other ways too, even before that. So, um, but if people hadn't been paying attention, that guy would be in the Senate right now. Um, so anyway, um, it is an opportunity. Um, and, um, as far as what you should do, I mean, look, uh, and this is a very popular line of thought in DSA, the idea that electoral politics isn't enough. And sometimes it gets reduced to electoral politics is pointless, which can it can feel that way. And the reason it feels that way is legitimate. Like the uh, two party system sucks. Unfortunately, it's mathematically baked into our voting system. There's no avoiding that until you get rid of our voting system as it exists right now and replace it with ranked choice voting. Yeah, and that's uh, not going to happen in four weeks. So that's going to happen in four weeks. We're stuck with this this time. And we really do need to work. I'm not going to say like, for now, you have to vote for Joe Biden. And next time we'll get him. Like next time we got to work to change this shit. But yeah, next time is November 4th and becoming a massive thorn in the side of the establishment Democrats, right? Paid in the ass. As long as Biden wins. And if he doesn't, then it's, you know, brush up on your Bear Gorillas survival um, techniques. And uh, that's the best advice I have. I would uh, say if you can get to a deep blue state, do so. Uh, a deep blue state along the northern border is not the worst. Uh, and, and I, you know, that sounds so, so alarmist and mm -hmm. so stereotypically hand wavy. Oh, I'm going to move. No, I'm, I'm not necessarily kidding. Historically, if you take off the leash of any election holding them back, uh, we've already crossed a lot of the barriers. There aren't that many left. And a lot of them start with rounding up undesirables. So keep in mind that, uh, just just to be as as you know as inflammatory as possible, uh, Germany in the '40s didn't have our surveillance state. You've already said things that will be used against you. It's not about what you do in the future being careful. It's that yeah. you spoke freely during the Obama presidency, which means they already know who to target. So yeah. that's just like, like if they win, be careful. You don't want to be the last guy off the boat. They also. Um do not need a warrant to get your internet search history. Um, so, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just be realistic about 
fucking where you are and who you are and what you've said in public. I, it, it is that scary. I wish it wasn't, but that's the case. Yeah. So uh, that's New Zealand's looking pretty good. Um, they're not a first strike target. Um, they uh, they would probably weather climate change pretty well, and they have a pretty sustainable farming practices as things go. Uh, so that's Plan B. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been looking at Costa Rica as okay. well. So no uh, more. No more doom. Here's what we yeah, can yeah. So, but, but yes, let's assume, but like, like, like the worst thing we could do is say, oh, we've already lost because we haven't. No, you haven't. Like, no. like we could and still pull this from the brink. We won't be done if we pull it from the brink, but we could pull it from the brink. Live to fight another day. And I actually do, if you put a gun to my head and you said Tom predicts the 2020 election, I would say it'll probably go our way. Um, it will be messy and ugly and imperfect and very thoroughly American. Um, and I do not mean that as a compliment. Nope. <laughs> I think we, I do think we will get that guy out. So anyway, um, how, uh, well, there's two things. Um, first off, and like, like I said, there, there, there can be a tendency on the left to write off electoral work because it, it is a time suck. It takes up a lot of time. It happens every two years and you have to keep, it's like a treadmill. It never ends, but it is how power is exchanged in this country. It is the language that is understood by the powerful is defeats and wins in the electoral arena. It's also not fair, which stinks, but you know, we're working on that. In the meantime, um, the thing to remember is that if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't try so hard to take it away from you. Yeah. Um, and that is really like, you live in a red state, but do you really live in a red state or do you live in a voter suppression state? Do you live in a state that has not recovered from the Jim Crow era? Um, does Is Florida a purple state or does it disenfranchise people who briefly went to jail um, because they went to jail? Which, by the way, there is no clause in the Constitution that says that you can take away someone's vote for any reason. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm getting off. I'm getting off track. The, your vote is important. Your vote is Necessary. It is. Well, and it is it's not something to be taken for granted no matter where you are geographically. I for instance, uh, you know, I'm here uh in in an undisclosed part of Alabama. I suppose I should be, you know, somewhat uh, careful, but uh I'm surrounded by Doug Jones signs. I like my little pocket of Alabama is actually quite blue, right? Mm -hmm. Because I it, it, it there are liberal enclaves, even in Alabama, which is about as, as red as you get uh, in terms of uh, a voting record or history. Uh, but but it's not it is not universal. And the metrics of youth and education work here, too. You see more and more younger, educated people who are honestly, in part, moving back home because it's unaffordable to be in some of the coastal cities, but they bring their politics with them. And so some of the, the cities, primarily in Alabama, are shifting more and more blue over time. Uh, now, the rest of Alabama is not shifting blue. And I will not lie to you, I see a lot of Confederate flags and Trump bumper stickers around. I mean, it's not... You know, it's uh, so I, I did a little bit of organizing in Mississippi because um, there was a runoff there in 2018 for Senate and I stayed with DSA members. That was very interesting. Staying with DSA members and canvassing for conservative corporate Democrat. Um, but that's um, but like we did really well, like in that off year election, it, we didn't win it, but came a lot closer than any Democrat really should against a candidate who hadn't, you know, assaulted uh, children. Uh, so, as but that, we, that holds that that holds yeah. accountability. The more they think there's so much of a buffer that they mm -hmm. don't have to answer to anyone, the yeah. worse things get. If they feel like they're on the the edge of the bubble, well, then you have a knife at their throat, right? Yeah. If they oh, wiggle uh, the wrong way a little bit, they feel like they're going to lose everything, and that is an important. You know, you want your representatives scared of you a absolutely. little bit. Absolutely. And that's the other thing you can do other than vote. Um, the quality of your representation depends on how good you are at holding them accountable. Um, we've seen this at the national level. It's much harder at the national level. But even with Joe Biden, the climate movement has extracted major concessions from him. Not what we want, not sufficient for a livable planet. I want to be very clear about that. Um, his plan, plus a patchwork of extraordinarily aggressive state and local plans, gives us like a 50% shot at surviving, which is honestly 
better than I have ever felt about it. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing uh, that I think about when I think about Biden is that Biden is a career politician who sniffs the wind and which way it's blowing. If you put pressure on him from the left, I do think that he will shift. Now, I, will he shift yes. all the way over to where we want him to be? No, probably not. Um, but he won't trump it. Like, it's not like we're de dealing with null or... Now, you know, we're dealing with uh, literally how about we mine the Grand Canyon versus, you know, it, it's just it, it's not the same category. Right. Yes. So holding your your holding your representatives accountable. What what do we do? It's, it's calling. It's emailing. It's mail. Yeah. So um, and uh, that's the big example. Right. With Biden. And that takes a huge coordinated campaign. But with local reps, state level reps. Um, and even more local at your city, where there's actually a ton of power and the left has traditionally ignored it, um, and that's where I work, it doesn't take a lot to get what you want. Um, the, uh, I think the statistic for when a congressperson, when a congressperson's staff will start to tell the congressperson, hey, a bunch of people are calling about this, like how many calls do you think, well, take a guess, how many calls do you think that takes? For like a national rep? For a congressperson. For a congressperson? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, minimum a hundred, maybe a thousand, like eight, eight calls, eight calls, eight calls. If it is not an issue that is already on their radar, um, that's the, the statistic that I heard from Indivisible anyway. Um, and now huh. if it is, if it is an issue that is already contentious and there are people on both sides, then it's different. Um, and, uh, you know, there are also issues that are just where tr power is just so entrenched, like we see with the police, uh, where it. I don't even know what it takes to solve that problem, but I'm super fucking excited about all the people in the streets. Um, I'm yeah, I think that's one of those where yeah. I, uh, I don't know what the solution is either. And I kind of feel like it's not my job to give it to you. I, you know, as much as I can, I just try to boost the signal of voices of people that are, are more intimately aware of the intricacies of it. Uh, and then uh, scream ex expletives at dirty cops. Because I feel like like that's my role, right? I can, I can yell at... Yeah other mid-30s white dudes with beards that are beating the crap out of minorities in the street. I feel okay yelling at them that way. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Uh, yes. honestly, but yeah, it, it, it definitely, yeah. there's an energy there that hasn't been, I think that is the one, the one very slight silver lining is that I think that, especially for people kind of between our ages, you're, you're significantly younger than me, but you know, that kind of mid-20s to late-30s kind of section uh, has a lot of people in it that have been asleep because Obama was president for eight years and they figured that meant everything was fine, even though it wasn't, even though there were all kinds of systemic things, but they were able to kind of lie to themselves about it. And now I think we're getting that sense of like, oh, wait, crap, we're supposed to step up and be the adults and our parents are too old to make these decisions anymore. A little bit as like as generationally, I think it's that moment. And that does give opportunity because people our age are frankly, better educated than the people older than us, uh, far more liberal than the people old, older than us, and more aware that some of these things are absurd because we've been on the internet our whole lives and talked to people from other countries and shared stories and yeah. have a better sense of exactly how ridiculous everything has gotten. So yeah, I, I have definite uh, hope that there are more people that are more politically engaged or inclined to be than ever before. I yeah. do worry that we are wasting too much of that energy on Twitter rants, Facebook, Facebook screeds, and yelling into the wind as opposed to saying, great, you're active, you're inspired, you're energetic, put it in this avenue, yeah. right? And, and so... Yeah, that's, well, that the, the role that, so when we worked on crowdfunding campaigns, you know, we would tell people, and sometimes our clients would be surprised, you're only going to get one to three percent or one to five percent of your money from Facebook. And they'd be like, what do you mean? I'm not going to go viral. And I'm like, no, you're not going to go viral. You're going to have a dedicated little fan base that's really going to like you. And the people that find you from Facebook and don't already know you as a person are going to give you five bucks. And that's not nothing. You still want to do it. But it is not a replacement for person-to-person -person organizing. And the same thing applies with this. And that's why, I mean, it's really the producer skill set, the marketing skill set that I use in this. I'm just marketing, you know, social justice now. Yeah, uh, I, I loved your description of feeling uh, like this weight kind of come off your shoulders when you basically, you know, that, that kind of like, I developed a skill set and then I started using it for something I consider unequivocally good. And suddenly I felt way better about the world. Okay. I, I still find that to be inspiring. 
Yeah, uh, great. That is my top advice to people is um, you will feel less helpless about the world when you start taking some matters into your own hands. And um, and also, so I want to talk about Black Lives Matter for a little bit, because I, 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 I think that you know, the phone calls thing, uh, like writing, writing emails to your senator and whatever, like do that. But that is not enough anymore because many of them simply do not care. And the reason they do not care is not because they are bad people. They are bad people for a very specific reason. They are bad people because they're bought and paid for by corporations who do not have your best interests at heart. Um, and what that, um, what that means is that they respond to power. Um, you can take power from them a few ways. A really good way is a strike withholding your labor. Uh, a general strike would bring this country to its knees. I don't really see that happening unless the uh, airline workers lead it that you or the, um, uh, you know, the, um, the traffic controllers when they went on strike and everything, all of a sudden the country was like, Oh no, we're going to give you everything you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. labor has a tremendous amount of power. Um, and yeah, I mean, in fact, I would say one thing I would encourage people, it's a little bit post four weeks, like for the next four weeks, I think it's probably phone calls, maybe calling friends and family, encouraging them to vote, just anything you can do to essentially get as many people to the polls yeah. as possible. And then we yeah. see if the election still matters. Yeah. Uh, but then, then afterwards, yeah, I think uh, it is it is hugely important to become more personally involved. Yeah. Stay in the streets. Um, the, the coolest thing about Black Lives Matter to me it was, was so frustrating when I would see like boomer liberals who are my friends who I love, but uh, exasperate <laughs> me on Facebook would say like, I'm so concerned about Black Lives Matter and the messaging, like we should be focusing on Biden and oh, it would drive me crazy because I'd be like, the, the, I, I've actually dug into the data and the people who are in the streets now are registering to vote for the first time. And the results from the primaries after Black Lives Matter were substantially more progressive after that happened. Like it actually, it drove up engagement in all, form of, all forms of civic activity. Um, and um, so it's not an either or thing. Um, and, and, and if you go out into the streets, as I recommend you do, as long as you are safe, please be safe, please wear a mask, please be aware that cops are murderous bastards and you need to be careful around them um but and watch out for people that have weirdly new boots and odd lumps in their t-shirt that seem really hell-bent on breaking something yes uh agent provocateurs have been around for a long time and they're real popular so um just be aware and be safe go with a friend take a buddy wear goggles um but like um those protests are a really really important part of our movement um, and, um, uh, and, and the more bodies are there, the better. And also like for someone who looks like you or me showing up in solidarity for a problem that we will never experience, um, people see that and they notice it and it matters. Um, uh, and, um, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they can't show up in support of someone else. You, you know, there is this thing about, you don't want to center your voice. Like you don't want to hold the megaphone, but you can be in the front line. Um, you can build the stage. I mean, that's, that's a, a question of whether you need it to be about your ego and people paying attention to you, or if you need people to pay attention to the issue. Yeah. And that is doing this right. And I don't know if you and I ever talked about that, but, um, uh, so like, you know, in my old work, which was marketing and then crowdfunding and so on, there were some projects I really, really loved. And like you said, that I'm still proud of, and that I think meant a lot to me. Um, there are some that were not great, but even the ones that I loved ultimately were more about, uh, making me seem cool. Uh, like, like being like, Oh, look at this cool thing that I made. This is me. And what I do now has nothing to do with me. Um, I'm not the one who's experiencing these problems. I'm not the run, the one who's running for office. Um, it has nothing to do with me. And that's actually really, really freeing. Um, yeah, yeah it definitely is. Yeah. So, um, I think that's actually something for people to keep in mind out there too. Like, like if you're anything like me, you're sitting at home kind of pacing, uh, yeah. feeling powerless, feeling really amped up. This is a great time to look into being more personally active in your local political parties. A lot of them, especially if you're in a red state, have atrophied or just decided that they're gonna lose and they need new blood and new ideas. Okay. Uh, and frankly, we are as biological animals built 
to be rewarded by altruistic action. It makes you feel better. If you're feeling down and stressed and depressed, helping other people is other than just being morally the right thing to do, actually something that will help you and your mind frame and your internal world. So there's benefit to you too uh, beyond simply feeling that it's important. It actually can alleviate some of the stress that you are feeling right now by being more involved and more participatory on a daily basis. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that I would say about that is that nobody has to do everything. In fact, nobody can do everything. So like if you're listening to this and you're like, I would never run for office, I would never volunteer for a political candidate, or I would never take to the streets, like that is okay, find your thing um, and then do that. And like there will be other people who will do the other thing, I promise, and you have to like trust that they are doing their, this is another thing that bothers me is like when activists will be like, oh, such and such tactic doesn't work. Like, no, just leave the, you just don't like doing it. Just let yeah. the people like doing it, do that thing. It has a track record of working, I promise. It works well with the thing you're doing and we should do both. Um, uh, that's a classic debate. Like, do you do protests or elections? And I'm kind of like, yes. you know, the very big world and the problem is big enough for both. Um, so like if, and if you're looking for an entry level if you're looking for a gateway drug, this is a great thing actually. I've got a prop right here apparently. These are these are postcards. You can order them from the Sunrise Movement. Um, they will pay for all the stuff. It'll be free, like the postage. All you do is write them. Um, you get mailers in the mail for candidates, right? Um, and most of the time you're throwing them away. Like mailers are um, not a great use of campaign money. You do it anyway because you can reach a large number of people very cheaply, but it's impersonal. And voters respond better to something personal. Um, that's why canvassing in non-COVID eras is the most effective campaign activity. Is, um, is it still face-to-face? -face? Is still really nothing that can replace it? Absolutely. Yeah, you just can't do it during COVID. So the next best thing is phone calls. Um, because people... People intuitively understand, voters intuitively understand that anything else can be bought, um, but a person talking to them is much harder to buy, even if the phone banker is literally being paid, which happens all the time. Um, uh, they're still not going to be able to fake enthusiasm. They're still going, they're, they still applied for that job with that campaign for a reason instead of a different campaign. So, right. Right. Um, anyway, the next best thing, if you cannot bring yourself to phone bank, which it takes some building up to do that. Um, postcards are like a mailer that is personal and you are writing to a specific voter. You can customize it with your own, like, here's me, here's why I am doing this. Um, I like that. That's also something that, you know, uh, a big chunk of my audience, maybe because it's true of me as well, uh, are, are perhaps, uh, uh, less socially outgoing than some. Yes. Uh, so that kind of option where you have time to compose your thoughts and be honest and open without that. Yes pressure or stress of being on a phone call, which can be hard for some people. It can be hard. Now, yeah. if you can do the phone calls, do the phone calls. But if you can't, this is really great. Um, I'm going to read the address for picking these up. It's um, smvmt.org. So it's like Sunrise Movement, smvmt.org slash pledge hyphen to hyphen vote. Um, and we'll include that link in, in the description and whatnot, too, so that you can yeah. take it out. But there it is right there. Yeah, this, uh, this is a baby step. Um, and if you are very busy as capitalism likes to keep us, um, this is a, this is something you can do. You can do two of these a night before bed and then pop them in the mail. They're go They go to young voters in swing States. There are also other opportunities to postcard. This is just the one that I have handy. And I, so the sunrise movement, if you're not familiar is, um, youth climate activists. Um, they're, okay. they're well, that, yeah, they're, that's yeah, they're, they're I, my thing is climate. Uh, I, cause I, I think, I think we, it affects every other issue in such an intimate way. We sort of can't solve anything else if the world is going to burn. Um, yeah, so anyway, we're in a we're already in the apocalypse, and everybody's yeah, whistling. Here. It's here. <laughs> uh, get get ready for it. Um, but uh, we don't have to take it lying down. So anyway, there are there are things you can do even if you're listening to this and you're panicking at the thought of putting yourself out there in a protest or talking to a stranger. There are still things you can do. Um, and text banking is kind of fun also because you can literally do that at work under your desk with your phone and like, so know. is that what, how, how effective is text banking? I, I've wondered about that because I mean, yeah. like 
like phone calls I get, I, I've done telemarketing before and I, I imagine it, it's somewhat similar in that you're just, you're cold calling people and then trying to sell them a product. This product happens to be, you know, the future of humanity or whatever, but like, but it, it's not yeah, it's a dissimilar same. process. Yeah. Uh, do they have any kind of metrics on how effective texting is? Yes. So it is really a turnout tool. It is not really a persuasion tool. Um, you're not, I mean, I have convinced people on text to vote the way I want them to vote. I've had really good conversations with people, but most people will just tell you stop and they don't want to hear from you. And that's fine. You just take them off the list. Um, if you want a, it's another just baby step and your local campaigns may have, you're going to have to dig around for that. I don't have a link handy right now. Um, I mean, I guess I can give you our text banking link when we're set up. I'm working on a campaign for Burbank City Council right now. Um, yeah, do it. But um, yeah, the text banking is is a very, very low barrier to entry thing. It does help. It's most useful at turning out the people who have already pledged to vote for your candidate. Which that is, is not nothing. That's not nothing. No, uh, the close election comes down to that. If you have a list of 500 supporters in a small jurisdiction and they all get a text message reminding them to, to vote and that gets you 20 more votes, that matters. That adds up. Yeah. Adds up. Yeah. So phone phone calls are how you get them. Uh, text banks are how you seal the deal. Um, anyway, the, the, these things, they all supplement each other. So there, there, are, there there's a range of things you can do. Um, and I want to talk about localism for a little while because the national election is scary. And not just the national election, but the national situation is scary. You know, the whole Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing, I'm going to be quite honest, I got no clue how to make an impact on that situation at all. I mean, I called my senators and stuff, and I'll probably go to a protest or two. Um, and I have seen protests like that make a difference. Like there was a Green New Deal protest I organized um, to pressure Adam Schiff to support the Green New Deal. And he ended up announcing that he was going to after the protest. And that was just 16 people. So, I, I, OK, so I guess I have I have some starting places. Right. Mm -hmm. But I but like it's much harder to um, they call it power mapping when you're like planning your your campaign, how you're going to win on a given issue. It's much harder to power map at the national level, especially if you're just an ordinary person and you've got a job and you've got a wife, you've got a family. But at the local level, I promise you, there is something that is not getting done um, that you can do. There is something that fits your particular skill set. Me as a marketer, it's digital communications. It's sending the emails and making the Facebook updates and all the stuff I learned how to do working um, to promote mediocre films and TV shows. Um, and, uh, um, for you, it, it's going to be something different and that's fine. Um, for me, I've also found that working in local politics, you can get a win fairly quickly. That feels like, wow, that really wouldn't have happened if I hadn't done. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's so, you know, it's it's uh, the community theater scale for 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 a lot of communities, right? For a lot of groups, mm -hmm. uh, and, and at that point, yeah, like one or two people can actually make yeah. a significant difference, which I think is uh, something that I, I definitely, from um, from a rhetoric rhetoric or or a strategy standpoint, it seems like for the last twenty years, uh, Democrats, especially liberal Democrats, have just sort of ignored it, given up on those small scale positions. They've been, and there were like 800 state legislature seats lost across the country by Democrats during the Obama years. And basically nobody did anything about it. Um, yeah, it's I, just like, if you want to affect how you live, where you are, yeah. uh, there's not much that you can do that is as significant as your city, city level, county level, and then state level elections, which are the ones that we ignore, the ones that people do not pay attention to. There are actually some issues that are almost better tackled at the local level than the national level. Um, for example, your building codes, how energy efficient are your buildings? Are your buildings earthquake safe? If we're talking about something on the West Coast, um, that is a local government thing. Your zoning, I know zoning is boring. I don't care, it's super important. Because if, you're, if you zone a giant suburb all for single family homes, then you're talking about thousands more cars on the road, which is more pollution, gridlock. Anytime you build car infrastructure, you induce demand for cars. And then everybody has to buy a car, pay insurance on the car. They get into accidents. People die. Cars are not great. And the so zoning 
is what creates cars, which is very weird the first time you learn it. But it's it's how it works. It's that makes sense though that that presumption that that you like you said that that you'll just like drive to all yeah. of the businesses that you support and all the places yeah. that you go to work essentially. Wouldn't you rather live a five minute walk from where you work, where you shop, where you eat, um, and then just walk um, or bike or take a scooter or you know, if there's a bus stop right outside your apartment building that goes where you need it to go, are you ever going to need to buy a car? And I know that we like cars and they feel like freedom, but if you think about the most miserable part of your day, it is probably your commute to work. Um, oh, oh, easily. Ease. I, I will. I have in the past chosen to live in a worse place so that I could drive less every day because it, it just adds up. If you're spending an hour or two and from work each day, that's two hours a day. That's 10 hours a week. That's that's a hobby. That's a side yep. project. That's just a little bit more time to spend with your loved ones. That's a lot of time in a week. And then if you're and if you're working in a place that you don't live, then you're not involved in the community there. And that isn't great for the sense that we're all in it together. So like anyway, local government, I could go on uh, the, the energy. They control the energy that, 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 that goes into your that goes into your home. Um, they um, th all of these things um, are local issues. And the people who are in charge of your city right now. I can make it. I can throw a dart at the dartboard blindfolded and probably get this right. They are probably a bunch of rich hobbyists who think they are doing this as like an act of charity. And like that's dangerous. I don't trust rich people thinking they're doing charity. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And 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 like basically, um, the, uh, there there are all these problems. Like we don't pay city council members living wages in almost any city, which means that poor people not only can they not afford to run, they can't afford to win. Um, and, oh um, God. yeah. And so like your city council is probably a bunch of people who are retired lawyers and architects and, 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 and doctors and people who have no idea what ordinary life is like. And so when your city, which like I, I work in cities that are like 60% renters, when renters go there and like, are they like, Hey, we're having this problem. Like those people can be as sympathetic as they want. But if there's five of them and they're all homeowners, they are guessing about what the problem is and they are guessing about what the solution is. So at the local level, there is tremendous room for improvement um, and um, and things like fixing the fact that the council members don't get a living wage or fixing um, the fact that elections happen on off years, which drives down turnout. If you start getting a couple people in office, you can start to change that stuff and then completely change the composition of your city council. Um, and, um, and also, this isn't the reason to elect someone to city council, but those are your future state reps. Those are your future Congress people. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the minor leagues. for the, Those yeah. are the people that show up later in bigger positions. So if you're yep. able to influence that pipeline by giving a shit about your, you know, yep. your school board, your city council, your state legislature, uh, yeah. that has role. I mean, why are we here? Because I have been hearing since the 90s. All the Republicans are taking all of the the little local elections and focusing on school boards and city councils and this kind of thing. And just people just kind of waved it off and ignored it. And now we're at a point where it's like, oh, wait, they've essentially captured most of the means we have to defend ourselves through corruption and are now shifting the board, right, shifting the table. They have you can't leave – you can't just leave game pieces on the table. And the other thing that I really like about local work is that – so – Yes, volunteer for Joe Biden. Please do if you are motivated to do so. Or it's four weeks. Yeah, write, it, it, write these yeah. things. But at the local level, you are much more statistically likely to be the thing that decides the election. Um, in the same way that if you start a push to open up a local park, and it happens, and you're like, "Wow, nobody was going to do that if I didn't do that." Um, there are, I guarantee you, there is someone running in your town right now who could make it a better place and needs your help. Um, and you don't have to be skilled. You don't have to have done it before. Not asking you to manage their campaign unless you want to try to do that. But, you know, it's probably for a next cycle kind of thing. Show up, make some phone calls. They might win by 12 votes. You really don't know. Um, I mean, I can point to. And this is not a brag. This is this is actually fucking humbling. I can point to people who are in office because of work that I did. And I can point to things that passed that wouldn't have passed without them. There are people in their homes now 
because of things I decided to do. And I mean, that makes me want to cry. I don't know what to do with that information. And then it makes you think like, wait, why wasn't I doing this before? Because the bad guys never had any, like they, they don't ask themselves like, should I be doing this? Is there someone more qualified? Is someone else going to save the day? They they're like, no, I'm, they come swinging, deserve (laughs) power. Um, and they just go and they take it. Um, and uh, I mean, that's kind of part of the reason I was inspired to to start with the sketches. Not that I mean, like, I'm not going to save the world with the sketches. That's that's in part just to like, 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 you know, Lance a boil, too. But it was <laughs> a little bit just like looking at Twitter, looking at Facebook and just watching this like Photoshop amateur hour psyops bullshit go on and, and just being like, oh, man, they're really blah, 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 and just being like, I'm not doing anything to add to the frequency. I can't just sit here and be upset that they're doing that. I can be more interesting than them. I should be trying to. I think we you know, any and I, I've been saying that to my artist friends for the last month is sort of like this is not a time to cower or shut down or hide. Right. If you've got any protest art in you, inspire anyone. You don't you know, like maybe your audience is 200 people and you get 20 of them to vote. Well, that was probably more effective than cold calling. You know, it's just one of those things. Whoever you can reach, mm-hmm. you should be trying to reach right now and not abdicating any avenue or any point of effort to the other side, essentially, because they are happy to fill that vacuum with madness and noise in a moment's breath. And they do not wonder if they are qualified to hold office. They do not wonder if they're qualified to hold power. Imposter syndrome is a sign that you are the person you actually, and this is something you should look for in candidates. You should recruit, like you should, if you have a friend who knows policy, but is like, oh no, I would never run for office. I would get so much wrong. I, I wouldn't know what to do with power. That person should run. That is who you want running. That sounds um, like humility. Yes, it's humility. It means that they will continue to listen when they're in power. It means that, and, and like you can never, you can never totally count on some, how someone is going to respond to power. The ways you can defend against somebody getting corrupted, though, um, you can make sure that they don't take money from corporations uh, and 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 bad actors. Uh, developers in the, at the local level is a really bad source of money um, because they obviously oh, do God, not have yeah. any sort of profit in mind. Um, and, um, uh, and and picking somebody to run who is um, humble uh, and does not want to, has to be convinced to run. That is who you want to run. Um, if you're that person, uh, think about it. Uh, there is a school board election coming up in a couple of years, I'm sure, or a council race. Uh, look up who the incumbent is. They probably suck. Most of these people suck. Well, and uh, I think one thing is to think keep in mind, too, is that a lot of these people are weaker than you might think. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think of the old uh, quote from Bill Murray quote from Rushmore. Uh, take dead aim on the rich boy. Get him in your sights and take him down. Remember, they can buy anything but they can't buy backbone. I still love that quote. And I think that that there is a certain, especially in this kind of world, like my the red state world, where it is presumed they are going to win. And that means they are way weaker than they think they are. Absolutely. And on that note, that's actually, I was about to talk about that because that is something that I have found. I do run campaigns now. Uh, I fell into it by accident because it turns out I'm pretty good at it. And no, I did not say I am great at it. I have seen people who are great at it. I have seen them work. I've met virtuosos. I am not a virtuoso. However, I am better than a lot of the clowns who do this shit. And that's good enough at the local level. Um, because if, okay, think about it this way. You're a, 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 if there's a political consultant, um, and they are in it for the wrong reasons, they want money or power. They want access to one of those two things. And they are any good at what they do, they're going to move out of the local level very quickly. They're going to move up to state and federal races. So the 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 people who consult for the bad guys at the local level fucking suck at their jobs. They are really bad at it. Um, and uh, and they are, and 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 yeah, like I, I mean, in 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 this race in Glendale, it was me. I was a first time campaign manager. Candidate was a first time candidate. We fucked at least one huge thing up. And a talented opponent should have been able to use it to kill our campaign. Um, and they didn't. Uh, and we won. We beat an incumbent. Um, and now there is a climate activist on Glendale City Council. He's one of five. And that is going to make a fucking difference. It already has. Um, and um, so, like, you do not have to be the best. I promise. Showing up. 
is the most important thing. Um, and um, maybe your maybe your local candidate doesn't have a logo and you took a graphic design class in college, you will probably make an okay logo, a, a logo good enough for a yard sign that they're gonna print 50 of, you know, and, and like um, might remind a couple of people to vote. Like you you have a skill set that can help, I promise. And even if you don't, you can make phone calls. Anybody can make a phone call or write a postcard or send a, a text message or after COVID knock on doors. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm a big believer in local elections. I'm a big believer in the fact that elections aren't enough. I'm a big believer in uh, the idea that power is there to be taken and that we can take it and we are not helpless and that we shouldn't be waiting for the cavalry to charge in and save us because uh, I got news for you. We are the cavalry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one, no one's no, there is no deus ex machina. Our parents aren't going to show up with a nope. blanket and a bowl of gummy bears and tell us we were good. I, nope. I, this is it. This is where we start planting trees. We will not see the shade of. And if you're willing to do that, then welcome to being a decent person. And if you're whining about it, uh, you're a coward or evil. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so that I, I think, uh, insofar as the next four weeks for, to me, it sounds like probably the best thing you could be doing is making phone calls right. after that probably text banking and the postcards are are the kind of the two really critical things i would add i would guess uh that if somebody is uh just a little you know terrified of phone banking or texting that kind of thing um you know your friends you know yep. your family you know which ones are likely to vote uh, in a way that will continue the human race uh make sure none of them stay home like yeah. like, like frankly like, like i have I have sat out elections in the past because I was just lazy. I'm not blameless here. Uh, and I know that I have friends who have done the same. And this is not the year that they get to sit by the sideline. This isn't a cute year. This isn't a year where you get to say, oh, I just don't really like anyone or, oh, I'm busy. You're not too busy for this. The other end of this is way worse. So it seems like that's kind of the, the constellation. And then after it, be ready because November 3rd is not going to end shit. And if you're not ready to protest, if you're not ready to make your voice as loud as the other side, then the other side will fill the vacuum and your opinion will not matter. And after that protest period, frankly, the second we know who the president is gonna be, it's your job to keep fighting. You need to make a wing of the Democratic Party that cares about poor people, that cares about climate, that cares about racial and social justice, that cares about these things that we care about. Because if we do not apply that pressure, the only pressure they will experience is from the other side. And that means it keeps sliding into madness, pain, and horror that is unnecessary. So run for school board run for your city council, vote in your local elections, every single one. You just, you have to become a social voter, basically. Just somebody for whom voting becomes part, the base of what you do yeah. as a citizen so that we still have a democracy to leave to our kids. Because we are getting so close to letting our lead-poisoned parents blow this whole goddamn thing up. So... You know, it's 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 just it's time. It's time. It it is it is the time for the passing of the torch. And as mythology has taught us, many times over, that usually has to come through a certain amount of coercion. There, people don't give up power just for fun. They do it because they have been Forced removed to. from other options. Yeah, and um, I think uh, this is the the note that I want to close on. But uh, I really want to emphasize that you do not have to be special to win. Um, and I do not think there is anything special about, I, I didn't study political science. I didn't, um, I've been doing this for two years. There's a bunch of stuff I don't know. And I fuck up at least one big thing on every campaign I work on. I'm pretty sure I just got a text about something that I screwed up and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go fix it. Uh, and it's going to be fine. Um, because nobody that we're running against is any better. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, are good enough. Don't don't get in this mindset that you get from a superhero movie where somebody's going to swoop in and save the day. Moeller was not going to do it. Um, it's it, there's no magic reset button. It's you. You are what's going to make it happen. So find your thing. You don't have to do everything. You do have to do something. You definitely have to vote. Um, and um, solidarity. You are not alone. Um, and feeling like shit and you will feel less like shit 
when you stop waiting for other people to save you. Hell yeah. Well, Mr. Tom Pike, thank you so much for joining me on thank the you. very first Hand to Mouth podcast that we're going to be releasing. Awesome. Uh, I, it's a thrill, uh, obviously. Uh, to everybody out there who has now listened to this uh, this hour and the sketch, thank you so much. Please like, rate, subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast, blah, 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 blah. It will make a huge difference. This is a little thing, and I have no ad budget, nor will I ever spend money on ads. So uh, it's only going to spread if people like it and share it. So thank you so much to everybody who has come and joined us today. Uh, and uh, no, no screwing around. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you vote and then get ready to be the adults in charge and to take on the responsibility that that requires. Because otherwise, uh, we're going to live in a shitball of a country for the rest of our lives. So I love everybody. Mwah. Mr. Tom Pike, be well. Go and solve the, the thing that you need to solve. And I hope to talk to you again soon, sir. Keep doing the, the good fight. Will do. Bye-bye. <laughs>